Hello everyone and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is October 29th, 2023. Thank you so much for joining me folks to discover the truth beneath the surface. As always, I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So I'm going to take you guys with me on a little coffee chat cruise this morning. I got my coffee right here and I have to say it's quite a bit cooler than it was yesterday. Folks know that I live in New England and we had some unseasonably warm weather past couple of days. It was incredible. It was it was almost like a little bit of extra summer before we head into the fall weather, before we head into the really cold temperatures. But nevertheless, it's still a beautiful fall day, and there is a lot going on in the world. There is a lot happening. Just about everywhere you look, I mean, it's really hard to keep up with the news nowadays. I have to be honest that Given everything that's been going on in my personal life, I've been kind of struggling to stay on top of everything, but certainly we've been able to see an enormous amount of positive movement in the right direction over the past, even over the past 48 hours, it was announced by Trump's legal team that they're going to be using or submitting classified evidence that proves election fraud going back to 2016 all the way up through 2018, of course, 2020, and I do believe 2022 as well. And certainly that has been the question that everybody's been focused on, which is what exactly is going to be the trump card and how exactly is it going to get played and at what point is it going to get played? But I think that just about everybody out there in the audience that's listening agrees with the general assessment, I think, of most of the Patriot community that we can't have another stolen election. We cannot have 2024 go down in the same way, certainly as 2020, but even looking back at the midterms. In 2022, we all thought, maybe not all of us, but certainly I thought, that we were going to have the EBS, we were going to have the interruption before the midterm elections. I don't think any of us really believed that we were going to see four years of fake Biden, and yet here we are. And I think that's been one of the hardest parts about this journey, quite frankly, is dealing with the emotional roller coaster, the ups and downs, the expectations not meeting up with reality. And certainly this has made a lot of people who were at one point very solid with the plan kind of move in the opposite direction. And certainly, I mean, it's sad to say, but I've seen many people come and go over the, what is it, like two and a half years now that I've been doing my podcast. It's absolutely incredible to me. People who are at one point just rock solid, always commenting on my videos, and and they just kind of disappear at a certain point. And a lot of people make make their exit very well known. You know, they they don't just uh, leave. They make a big production out of leaving. And Look, I understand, you know, all of us are angry, all of us are tired, all of us are feeling a whole myriad of different, very difficult emotions. We've all experienced it as a part of this journey. I think that anyone out there who claims to be above all of that, I think, you know, is probably not telling the truth, either that or they're far beyond where I am and where most of this audience is spiritually in this process of ascension. But I do believe that's ultimately what's happening. We're all going through growing pains right now. And this is something that I talked about quite a bit. I can remember early on when I started my show, just this, I think once I came to the conclusion after having my expectations not beat up with reality so many times that this was going to be a process and this was going to be some sort of cathartic experience, not just for me, but for everyone. Because as a part of this whole, I mean, I mentioned ascension a moment ago, as a part of this whole journey, I mean, really what it's all about is learning how to let go of all of your previously held assumptions. Not just about what's true and what's not true in terms of what you've even taught. Because most of what we've been taught, as we already know, is a lie, it's a deception. But also learning how to be at peace spiritually when everything around us is swirling in chaos. 
awakened, for the pre-awakened, as I like to say, for all of us, this journey has taken on multiple different forms. And I touched upon this, I think, in a recent episode, but I think it's, it's worth remembering, or it's worth mentioning yet again. When you first wake up, when you finally stop listening to the mainstream media, when, you, when that day arrives and you, you realize that you're being lied to, and then you start to seek out alternative information, aka the truth, what happens? Well, naturally, you just want to spread that information. You want to share it with everyone. And not only that, you also want to consume as much as you possibly can in terms of the truth. You just want to hear more and more and more. You're soaking it all up like a sponge. And of course, it's not as if we're not still engaged in that process. Don't get me wrong. But for folks who have been awake for a long period of time, and certainly I know that I'm speaking to people in the audience who have been awake a lot longer than I have. I mean, I know some, some folks that I, you know, I've connected with personally who have been awake for 30 plus years. I also know that given the fact that this channel is continuing to grow, like I mentioned, there are also probably people listening to me right now who maybe just woke up maybe about a month ago, maybe six months ago. And if that's you, congratulations, because I'll tell you, when I first woke up, it took me a lot longer to be able to really find truthful sources of information. And I do believe that my show is one of many. But indeed, the fact that you're, you're seeking out the truth, well... What can I say? Welcome. And maybe the things that I'm talking about right now, you'll come to discover at a certain period of time. It really all depends on how long all of this takes to play out. But certainly, you know, the early phases of awakening are all about gathering information, soaking it all up, and of course, trying to red pill as many people as you can in that process. But then what starts to happen, at least what's happened with myself and I, I know many, many members of my audience, I dare say probably most of you, is that, I mean, if you go back to, let's just go back to 2021, early 2021. So many of us really activated after the election was stolen. I'm one of those people. And I know that there are many of you out there who in different ways can say the same thing, that it was that straw that finally broke the camel's back. Like you realized for the first time that you could no longer sit on the sidelines. And that's what really motivated all of us to, to really commit ourselves to this journey. I mean, I was awake, I've told folks, I was awake back in 2013. I did a live Q&A session not too long ago and uh, one of the audience members, who I really love, by the way, uh, she's always a part of our uh, Patriot Underground chats and you know, showed up for the, uh, the live Q&A. She asked a little bit about my background, you know, how I got into podcasting and, and so forth. And I kind of realized to myself, oh, I haven't really talked about this in a while. I certainly talked about it a lot early on but I have a lot of new audience members, so I think that's in some ways why I chose to kind of focus on you know, the overall journey and my experience this morning because I think it relates so well to what so many of us are going through and certainly, well, ultimately what I'm talking about right now is the, the evolution of the journey, how things change. And so, you know, I, I started to wake up in around 2013 but it really was a long time before I finally got to the point where I, I made that commitment. And for me, that commitment came in the form of putting my voice out there. And I never had any notions about doing that at any point in my life. I had other aspirations that I guess in some ways you could say are related to podcasting, but in a very different way than I ever expected. I mean, this this has been a total surprise and, and kind of a shock for me too, because I never imagined that so many people would want to listen. 
But that commitment that I made and that so many of us made back in 2021 in the early days after the election was stolen when we thought there was no possible way that they were going to allow Biden to assume the presidency. There was no possible way that the Marines weren't going to storm in. I mean, we just never imagined that we would witness a miscarriage of justice and outright, really, it was an outright travesty. I mean, it, it was just so brazen, so naked. And I think all of us, we already knew about the criminality. We already knew about the corruption. We already knew, I, even at some level, I think a lot of us knew about the evil the satanic nature, the evil of what was going on beneath the surface. But I think there was a shock that occurred when that election was stolen and it was so obvious. And not just the fact that, that I mean, at the time, of course, many of us didn't really understand that this was all a part of the Q operation. It was all part of the plan. We didn't really understand at that point. We never imagined that something like this would be allowed to stand and that something so outrageously obvious this probably was the worst part of it all. I mean, you remember the graphs after, you know, at like 3 o'clock in the morning, all of a sudden Biden's vote just spiked out of nowhere. I mean, it was just so obvious. And yet we looked around <laughs> We're trying to point this out to people, and people were saying, oh, no, no, he won the election. Totally legitimate. Election fraud doesn't exist. It's all a conspiracy theory. And, you know, I remember in those early days thinking to myself, my goodness, this is like, I mean, this is like somebody trying to tell me that the sky isn't blue and water isn't wet. And I realized the incredible cognitive dissonance, the incredible brainwashing that everyone around me was trapped in, and yet here I was trying to break them out of it, trying to do everything that I could. And that really brings me back to my point about you know, the stages of awakening. Realize that I couldn't. I realized that no matter what I said, no matter what I did, no matter how I presented information to the people that I cared about and loved. They just simply wanted nothing to do with it. And so in that early stage of awakening, that's really what it's all about. We want to gather up that information, which all of us have done and continue to do. But then when we try to share all of that information, we realize very quickly what we're up against. And that's why this journey really at its core is not about information. It's really not about who's telling the truth about every single aspect of our reality, of our history. These are all things that we are collectively piecing together. Don't get me wrong. And it's at the core of so many aspects of this war, this great awakening, of course. It all centers around truth, but at an even deeper level. It's about our spiritual growth, our spiritual development. Because that really is the foundation that everything is built upon. And as we know, our foundation spiritually has been completely corrupted. And it's really difficult to separate one thing from another before you become awakened. I mean, you have to go through this process that I think this is what all of us have had to navigate. You know that there's so much that you've been lied to about. And at the same time, all of those lies, all of that deception, all of that information that you thought was true, that you used to build the foundation of your life has to be completely washed away. And in that process, let's face it, folks, this is an, an emotionally exhausting process. And when you really think about it, we're up against odds that are truly staggering. When you think about it, how far we've come 
from where we were when we started. And obviously, we've still got a long way to go in terms of waking people up. Don't get me wrong. I've been lamenting that recently, realizing that despite everything that's happened in the world, despite all of my efforts, despite all of your efforts, despite everything that we have seen that should make it blatantly obvious to people what the truth is, there are a lot of folks out there who just simply will not accept it. And again, it comes back to that foundation. We have the spiritual strength. God blessed us with the discernment and not just the discernment, but also the courage, the heart, the will to not be dissuaded, to not be derailed. I mean, sure, we all get knocked down along the way, but every single one of us gets up. And we've never allowed all of the deception and all of the pressure that we feel from everyone. I mean, all of us started this, this journey individually. You're no different than I am. We're all up against, I mean, that's why I always say against all odds, we held the line because really, what else did we have other than our relationship with God and our discernment at the very beginning? That was the only thing that all of us had, but we had a heart and we had a will. God knew a long time before we ever did what we were going to do and how we were going to respond to the world changing as it has. And the fact that we've held the line against all odds, that we haven't given in to the pressure, we haven't conformed, we haven't allowed the fear to overshadow our passion for the truth. And let's face it, folks, all of us have fear, all of us have worry, all of us have doubt. I mean, I am about as certain, I think, as anybody out there who's a civilian who doesn't have direct intel, direct information being given to me. I'm as certain as anybody out there about this plan. In fact, the more time goes by, even though it's difficult and even though I'm finding myself being stretched and molded and reshaped in so many different ways and I know that the Lord is working in my life. And by the way, it's painful when God is working in your life. Despite all of that, I can sense that we are exactly where we need to be. And I've said that so many different times along the way of this journey. Sure, I've been wrong about certain things. All of us have. I don't think there's a single source out there that I listen to who's been right about everything. And I think once you let go of that, you realize that <laughs> I mean, there's just no possible way with all of this deception and all of this fog, this fog of war to just always know what the answer is, to always get things right. But overall, we see everything moving in the exact direction that it's supposed to be moving. And I'll give you a great example that, quite honestly, I mean, I haven't really been listening to as many podcasts as I typically do because I've just been so bogged down with other things in my life. But I haven't really seen a lot of talk and really excitement over the fact that Trump's team made the announcement that they're going to be using classified evidence, classified documents to prove election fraud going back to 2016. And folks will recall the great podcast that Josh Reed did, the Trump card. I think this was, you know, maybe a month or two ago. And I thought it was so good that I actually decided to, to do my own podcast really kind of delivering all that information to my audience and of course as I always do putting my spin and my take on it but I mean the central part of that analysis of his analysis that I I 100% agree with because I think it's just common sense in Trump's um, upcoming January 6th trial the fact of the matter is is that the all the entire case really all the cases against Trump if you if you want the truth other than these, you know, ridiculous Stormy Daniel type things that have nothing to do with the election. Really, the lion's share of everything that they are attacking Trump with all hinges upon whether or not the election was actually stolen or whether it's just a conspiracy theory. Because if it's just a conspiracy theory and there's no way to prove it, 
and the mainstream media is right about all that, then guess what? Chances are these trumped up charges are going to end up sticking because they're going to say, look, you have no proof. And of course, they were saying that he's, he's trying to start an insurrection and conspiracy to defraud the U.S. So all of these ridiculous charges, they all hinge upon whether or not the election was actually stolen. And the one thing, the one type of evidence that cannot be refuted, because it's, it's, it's really the exact construct that the deep state originally came up with to use against all of us. That's what's so brilliant about it, is they can't refute the way that this evidence was gathered, the way it was collected. They can't debunk it. They can't say it's a conspiracy theory because if they do that, then they've completely undermined their entire argument. So one way or another, if that evidence does exist, and we know it does, I mean, heck, it's even been reported in the mainstream news which I do believe has been infiltrated to such an extent now that the White Hats really do control mainstream media. But even the mainstream news came out and said, yes, the military is going to be monitoring the elections. And so now all of a sudden we've got the Trump trial looming. And I know, I mean, I wish it was this, <laughs> this week or next week. It's going to be in 2024, and I know that people don't want to hear that. People don't want to hear about anything but 2023. But hey, folks, let's just be real with each other. Back in 2021, nobody wanted to hear about 2022. We all thought that it was just going to get wrapped up really quickly, like I was talking about before. We thought that the Marines were going to storm in, and they were all gathered. The deep state was all gathered together at the inauguration of fake Biden. We believed that was going to be the moment. And then when that didn't happen, there's just so many different breadcrumbs that have been left along the way. And, and I understand why people then get cynical about it. And they just think, oh, you know, just another promise, just another expectation that's going to, not going to meet up with reality. I get it, right? The point I'm making about time in general here is that none of us wanted to hear about 2022 in 2021. And likewise, I mean, I can remember doing a whole bunch of podcasts. I can even remember doing Patriot Underground, uh, the Patriot Roundtables. And by the way, for my Roundtable crew, I'm going to be sending out a, a link pretty soon, a date and a link, because I know it's been a while since we've done a Patriot Roundtable and I really miss it. But I can remember doing Roundtables in 2022, last summer, you know, or, or you know, a little more than a year ago. And we all believed Every single one of us believed that 2022 was going to be the year and that we would never make it into 2023 without seeing the EBS. And then when we finally got into 2023, everyone was talking about April. So the point I'm making is, and, and, and now here we are at the end of October, the end of red October, haven't seen the EBS yet. So that I guess... What I've learned throughout this entire process is that, and I've talked about this, you've heard many other people talk about it being an event-driven war and not really about timelines, not really about dates. And that's just the way it is. So we just have to accept that war is war. And there are so many different aspects, so many different threat vectors of all the ones that we've talked about, there are just so many more that we don't even know about. I mean, during my last conversation with Jim Willie, we were talking about the underground war raging on. I mean, Gene, Gene Decode and I talk about this as well. Carrie and I talk about this. This is still going on. We've still got fifth gen attacks. The shooter up in Maine. I mean, the you know the way that story ended. I mean, I don't think there's a single person who's even remotely awake who believes the official narrative. These people, these these shooters, these MK Ultras, they always end up dead. Dead men tell no tales, as they say, you know. And so, I think that when you when you add all this stuff up, when you really think about 
the context of this war, the fact that we're getting so much closer to the Trump card being played and yet at the same time, we have to respect the fact that this is a fluid timeline. And it's, it's always been event-driven because that's really, in essence, what war is all about. War isn't about imposing timelines. I mean, sure, if you're the, you know, if you're the cabal, like they've, they obviously have their numerology, their symbology, their dates, where they've started and ended wars, and they've, you know... I mean, they do everything on the numbers, like you've heard Juan O'Savin talk about so many different times. But as far as the war itself... This is all event-driven. We can't ever forget what's still going on beneath the surface. The tagline of the show. Because, hey, there are still special forces going underground. From what I hear, still on a very routine basis. I don't know if it's every single night. But this has been well-documented in Long Beach and Southern California. Also at the border of Quebec and Maine, which of course is where this latest shooting took place. So all of these things are happening, and yet we can still see that progress is being made. We don't know, I mean, one of the things I asked Jim about is, you know, do we actually know how much progress is being made? This is something that I've asked Gene about many times in terms of the underground war in terms of the percentage of dumbs and the percentage of children down there and human trafficking victims and bio labs and adrenochrome harvesting centers and baby farms. I mean, just all of the sick evil. Do we have any way of knowing how much of that is actually, well, how much of that still needs to be done, how much still needs to be done in that effort? No, not really. But up here on the surface, we can certainly see the politics are, are shifting. The entire narrative is shifting in the mainstream media. There's nobody who's going to be able to stand against Donald Trump. Everybody knows that. The Democrats have absolutely no chance of putting anyone against him who would even have an iota of a hope of competing with him. And that's what I mean. I mean, the politics have, sure, in certain places like where I live, where it's just, you know, liberal la-la land, yeah, there's still that that insanity is still gripping a whole bunch of people. But when you look at the big picture, the 40,000 foot view, as I like to call it, you can see everything is changing. You can see all of the people are turning against the establishment. It's happening a lot faster in other countries, like in Israel, for example, where 86% of the people in a mainstream media poll out of the Jerusalem Post, in essence, are calling... This is an inside job. Everything is starting to shift. Everything is starting to change. Even here in the U.S., and it's taking longer, like I said, than we want it to. But folks, let me tell you something. When Trump's trial rolls around next year, and certainly, you know, (laughs) talking about timelines, I guess in some ways I can... I can contradict myself to a degree in saying that, and I've been very clear about this, that we cannot have another stolen election. And so the finish line, I do believe, has to be prior to November of 2024. Otherwise, we're really going to get into a, a situation where I think that civil war becomes a real possibility. And I don't think that the White Hats really want to let that cat out of the bag or, you know, to squeeze that toothpaste out of the tube because it's not going back in. I mean, if a critical mass of patriots lose hope in the plan and we see another, you know, stolen election, then, uh, you know, we all know what comes after that. And we also know that the entire Q operation was either one of two things. It was either a PSYOP like the mainstream media wants us to believe 
and what a lot of you know black pillars out there want us to believe that this has all been geared toward getting us to sit on our butts and do nothing and not mobilize and basically allow this deep state freight train to just run over us or you believe like we do that the plan is actually very real and that the reason that we're still here the reason that we haven't fallen into civil war and haven't fallen into world war and why so much of the deep state is being exposed I mean heck I can do an entire show just giving you a laundry list of reasons to believe the things that you already believe I mean, I post things all the time. I, I talk about things on my podcast every single time I do a show, outlining all the different ways that we're winning. And really, the primary example today that I'm highlighting is that article that uh, I think it was Jim Hoft over at Gateway Pundit, who you know came out and uh, revealed to the world that yes, indeed classified military it didn't, I don't think it talked about the military but it's a classified documents proving the election was stolen we all know where those classified docu- documents are coming from and they're going to be live streaming his trial you think that isn't being done on purpose I mean why do you think all of these other trials all of these other Shams that they've got, but they're, you know, they're putting Trump through. None of those are live streamed. But this one, the January 6th one, that will be. And yes, we already saw Tucker Carlson release footage, some footage. There's a lot more. I guarantee you, folks, all of the truth is going to come out about January 6th during his trial. And this is really only just the beginning. Not only are they going to prove what actually occurred, and I think most of the country actually finally understands that this was a, talk about an inside job, a false flag, I mean, yet again, I think most people in this country finally are, are, are understanding, are getting that. But once this all is live streamed, because of course we're all going to be watching it, And guess who else is going to be watching it? The rest of the world. All the people out there who still think that Trump's a bad guy, who still think, you know, are going to be, you know, licking their chops to be able to watch Trump go down on live TV. And guess what's going to happen? The reversal of that. The Trump card. It all hinges upon whether or not election fraud exists, whether or not the elections were stolen. And this ties into the Brunson case. It ties into so many different things that we've been talking about over these past couple of years together. Certainly the Brunsons we haven't been talking about for that long, but we all know that if the election was stolen, not just the presidential, but going back to the midterm elections, every single thing that they've done, this Congress, Senate, the fake president, it's all null and void. The reversal, the flip. Now, does that mean that when this evidence gets presented, that all of a sudden, magically, we're just going to see the mainstream media and the DOJ and the three-letter agencies and everybody just suddenly do an about-face and say, oh, yeah, guess you were right, Trump. No, I don't think that's going to happen at all. Why? Because military is the only way. Now, that could mean a lot of different things. Some people say, well, military is the only way to prove the election fraud. That would be true, right? But I still think, and I think all of us do, that in the end, regardless of how this goes down, these people are not going to go out without a fight. And the only way to prevent that fight from dragging all of us into civil war and really all of the nations around the world into world war, because of course that's also going on geopolitically, the only way is the military alliance. And in terms of the global conflagration, like I talked about, it's, it's that TPX trial group. Trump, Putin, and G. I know it's a lot clearer to see that Vladimir Putin is a white hat than it is Xi Jinping. But when you really do a lot of research on him, 
look into his background. Yeah, there, there are some things there that if you want to believe that he's a bad guy, that'll very easily lead you in that direction. Same with Putin. But their relationships with Trump, key moments, you know, like Vladimir Putin handing Trump the soccer ball, ball is in your court, Mr. President, Xi Jinping inviting Trump to the Forbidden City, which had never been done in all of history. This was all set up during Trump's first term. Not just the legal framework here domestically to catch them in the act, but also to make sure that all of the world leaders were on the same page. Now, is it the real Vladimir Putin? Is it the real Xi Jinping? Look, these are questions, folks, we could ponder all day long. And we're never going to have a clear answer. We're never going to have a way at this stage of the game to prove but whoever these individuals are, the way that they're operating, the, 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 the maneuvers that they're continuing to make and have made all of this time, prove, as far as I'm concerned, that the White Hats understood very clearly what the deep state wanted to do, the direction that they wanted to herd the entire world, and that the only way to prevent it from spiraling into a horrific scenario of mutually assured destruction was to make sure that the world powers who had the ability to, to hold that back were all on the same page. And yes, a part of that, let's just let's just be honest. Whether or not it's the real I first of all, I'll just I'll just tell folks, I don't think it's the real Vladimir Putin. I've been very clear about that. I think Putin was replaced easily back in about as far back as 2015, maybe even before that, okay? But whether it's the real Putin or not, whether it's the real Xi or not, we have to also be honest about something here. We've talked a lot about the folks in Cheyenne Mountain, the heroes, the patriots, who quite frankly, if they weren't in place, if God had not saw fit to put these people in place and the position that they're in, as, as safeguards, as choke points, this plan never would have worked. But the folks in Cheyenne Mountain, the Department of Energy, the people with Q clearance, they have weapons that are so far beyond nuclear. I mean, we always look at nuclear weapons in the modern sort of parlance as you know, the, the worst possible type of destruction. And don't get me wrong, a nuclear weapon's pretty bad. I mean, you know, 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit within a matter of seconds. I, I don't think that sounds like a good time. But in terms of military strategy, in terms of the ability, if you're looking at the overall chessboard here, of the United States to trump any other weapon that exists in the world, there, there really is no... There's no other nation, Russia and China, and really other countries in the world, Israel, Iran, they have very high-end technology. But we're talking about weapons in Cheyenne Mountain, or let's just say under the control of those in Cheyenne Mountain that go so far beyond that, folks, they make nuclear weapons look like firecrackers in comparison. And the Patriots who are ultimately in control of those weapons made it very, very clear to Russia, to China, to any other world power that there's no possible way that they could ever defeat the United States and still remain intact. They have antimatter weapons. They have weapons that can explode ions. And, of course, there's a whole... I mean, I've actually heard of, of some other ones um, that I was told about, but you know, I don't really know enough about them and certainly wasn't really, wasn't really confident that this was something that I should repeat. But let me just tell you, I wasn't specifically told not to, but the White Hats laid it on the line and said... And it wasn't just about... You know, you remember when Trump went on his world tour, you know, back when he became president in 2017. And he had 
the Cabal's greatest hits, you know, all of those, you know, those, I don't know whether they were CDs or whether they were, you know, drives or whatever, but, you know, basically the story goes, and you've all heard it, that, you know, Trump started in Saudi Arabia and then went all around the world on his world tour and basically just, you know, went to the Vatican and just said, hey, listen, we've got you. We got you. But it wasn't just simply about being able to to use all of this data, all of this, uh, you know, this surveillance that the deep state had basically created for all of us that was then used against them by the patriots and the military. It wasn't just about putting them on notice about that. It was also about making sure that they understood that if we go in the direction of World War III, if this is ultimately what ends up happening with all of the weaponry that exists in the modern world, and certainly with the weapons in, that the United States is solely in possession of that could literally just eradicate an entire country within a fraction of seconds, that there's no possible way this was going to end well for any country on Earth. The only group that this would end well for would be the cabal, which is exactly why they've been trying to herd us in to this Armageddon scenario, because we all know they all planned on going into their bunkers, they all planned on going underground, while all of us up here on the surface just annihilate each other. And thank God that we had good men probably good women as well, although I don't know, I really don't know who's running the show inside of Cheyenne Mountain, but certainly I can say thank God that we had good people to be able to prevent that from happening, because I'll tell you folks, if we weren't in control, if the Patriots weren't in control of the biggest guns all along, we never would have had a chance against this enemy. But it's really exciting now because, I mean, it's the end of October. Who knows what's going to transpire between now and the end of the year. But one thing is for sure, folks, 2024 is going to be one heck of a ride. And the fact that, you know, we got Trump's trial, like I've been talking about, in March, which, by the way, if you think back to the last election, the last presidential election cycle, that was right around the time they hit us with COVID, right? Right around that time that, you know, everything shut down, everything locked down. I I have a hard time believing that it's going to go any other way. How do you think the deep state is going to respond when Trump starts rolling out all of this information? He starts presenting all of this classified military evidence. Live streamed. You think they might hit us with another pandemic, try to shut everything down? You think they might try to just shut the internet off? You think we could see a blackout, perhaps? You think we could see a whole cadre of false flags and shootings and fires and God only knows what else? that they could blame on us because that that's really a, a card that they're they haven't played yet and we know that they're getting ready to do it they've been setting the narrative up for forever now how long has it been since i mean really it's been since trump left office supposedly that they've been talking about you know the doj talking about the biggest threat that we face is climate change and conservatives and trump supporters They're undoubtedly cooking something up. They've got their plans in motion. And that's really what this is coming down to. It's, it's, it's a standoff on so many different levels. Yes, a lot of it's a pantomime in the sense that, quite frankly, I think most of what we're witnessing as far as Trump and his trial and all of this stuff is really just theater. That both sides are participating in to a degree, but he's maneuvered them brilliantly into this position. 
I mentioned Juan a little while ago. I mean, he, you know, that's one of the great metaphors that Juan O'Savin has used is Trump as the Magador, you know, baiting them, leading them down this path, knowing their playbook, knowing the, how they're going to respond to every single thing that happens. Knowing that they just don't know how to show restraint under certain conditions. It's it's absolutely brilliant. And you know, I, I mentioned this at the end of my last show, but I think it's also worth repeating here that the fog of war, all of this deception that we bemoan all the time, you know, that we're just so sick and tired of not knowing the truth. We're so sick and tired of all of the the cloak and dagger. And I, I listen, I, I am too, believe me. But the simple reality is, folks, is that this battle plan, this strategy was the only one that the White Hats could employ, that they could effectively maneuver inside of. Like I said, you know, the, the deep state, they wanted, back in 2020, back when January 6th was happening, they wanted an open confrontation. They wanted us, they wanted the White Hats to come out and try to point the finger at them and say they're Satan worshipers and, and to try to come arrest them and all of those things. They wanted Trump to try to use the Insurrection Act at that point because it would have played directly into their hands. At that stage, they had a lot more control. They had a lot more of an ability to wield the consciousness of the general public, to steer that situation into what what they always had planned for us anyway, which was civil war. And Trump knew it. The White Hats knew it. They were smart enough to not give them what they wanted. And this whole strategy, even though it's it's frustrating, and even though we've had to go through so much struggle and so much pain and so much sacrifice along the way, and believe me when I tell you, I'm not immune to it. It was the only way. We always, we've accepted for a long time, military is the only way. But have we really thought about the military strategy that the White Hats had to choose, they had to go with, that they realized going back to the days of JFK, an open confrontation against this enemy that's so deeply entrenched and has been really for thousands of years, favors them. And the White Hats, by, by going covert infiltration not invasion that goes both ways by the way I know people tried to say oh that's you know I was with Q was talking about what the deep state did okay sure but that goes both ways it was the only way for the military to effectively go to war with the deep state and to keep all of us out of it to keep us in an information war So many people out there, it's like they never really understood that. It's, like, it's almost as if they're thinking that the White Hats are doing it this way because the enemy is forcing that. No. It's the White Hats that are forcing this on the enemy. It's the, it's the entire inverse of that. There's no way that they'd be able to go underground in Long Beach and in Maine and all these other places all over the world covertly and battle this enemy and liberate these children and eliminate all of these kinetic threats with all of these loud explosions underground that are getting reported as earthquakes. There's no way that this would have been possible had they chosen the path that we wanted them to choose. I genuinely believe at this point, even though at the time I didn't, at this point in time, looking back, I can say that if Trump had, if he had signed the Insurrection Act, civil war would have followed. Do I think we would have won? Yeah, ultimately, but at what cost? At a far greater cost than what we've had to endure. That I can tell you. So I just want to 
leave everybody with this message of optimism and of hope and to, and to understand that we are heading into the most epic year of our lives. This military information, this, this trump card is going to get played. And not inside of a courtroom where nobody gets to see it or hear it live streamed all over the world, folks. And that's when things are going to really start heating up, in my view. Leading us all into the summer, all... You know, who knows when the EBS is actually going to get triggered? We don't know the answer to that question. We don't really know when Nasara and Jasara Jasara are going to get rolled out. The QFS, you know, we, we know that it's going to be on the other side of the EBS, certainly. But how close we are to that in terms of days, weeks, months, nobody really knows. But when you read the tea leaves, you can see that we're getting ever closer to that trump card being played, and it's now been announced. So take heart, everyone. Hold the line. Don't ever, ever give up. Don't ever give in. Remember what it took for you to get here. I mean, these are the times that try our souls. There's no question about it. We have been through an unbelievably unbelievably, I mean, unprecedented experience together. And yet, still in all, here we are together, fighting this fight stronger than we've ever been. Alright, everyone. I'm going to leave you with that. I do have to uh, wind this down now. I've got some other things i got to do today, but I just want everybody out there to know that I love you. I respect and cherish each and every single one of you. Thank you for being such an incredible audience. Thank you for being so supportive and so loving. I wish that I had time to respond to all the comments and all the emails, but just know each and every one of you are permanently etched into my heart and to my soul. You're all my brothers and sisters, and I love you dearly. All right, everyone. I'll be back soon with another report. Make sure you check out the links in the description support all of my work, check out my affiliates, roll over those 401ks and IRAs, get out of the dollar if you haven't done so already, switch stores, defund the cabal, ditch the big box conglomerates, taste the best steaks you've ever had in your life. It's all there in the description, folks. And by the way, you can pick up a hoodie, pick up a t-shirt, you can pick up a sticker, anything you want at patriotunderground.shop, my merch store. You can also check out my locals community. We're continuing to grow. It's a great community of individuals out there, great patriots. Click the link in the description, become a supporter, and join us, folks. All right, everybody, I'll be back on Monday with Brad Olson, and a little bit later next week, I'm going to have SG Anon back on the show. So until then, God bless and Godspeed, everybody. Patriots.